Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Friends, in this episode of the Rockney Cast, I'm going to cover my first major holiday since I began intermittent fasting, and that is the Thanksgiving holiday. I'll share with you what I weighed before, what I weighed after, what my experience was, how it differed from previous Thanksgiving holidays. And I think you may ask yourself, why is this important? Why do I care what you did during Thanksgiving? What does it pertain to me? Well, the reason is, is that a lot of you may be thinking as you're thinking about whether you want to begin intermittent fasting. Sure, there may be this these health benefits. You may lose weight. You may get improved blood pressure. You may have lowered your blood sugar. You may have increased mood, you may have increased energy, you may have increased human growth hormone. There may be all of these good things, but let's get to the real brass tacks of this. How much am I actually going to suffer? I mean, is this, are my holidays now going to suck? Like when I was a, you know, uh, in college and I came home and I was like, "Um, mom and dad, I've decided to go vegan. And the look that your parents gave you where they were like, oh my God. They either think that you are a card-carrying commie or mm, isn't that nice, you're going through a stage. Or they're like, you know, all right, well, whatever. Or they get enraged like, son, you ain't eating meat? What, what, what's wrong with you? No, it's important because holidays are part an important part of our life. And many of you are probably wondering, well, gosh, if I do this, am I going to be like eating celery sticks and peanut butter and like looking all gaunt and unhappy while my stomach growls while everyone is feasting? How bad is it going to suck? Well, I'm going to share that with you. And so far, what I will tell you is that my Thanksgiving was awesome. I had a full plate of turkey and potatoes and green beans, and one piece of pumpkin pie. Had a couple really awesome dinner rolls. It was really tasty. And we went out and got some exercise and did a long walk in the afternoon and soaked up the sun, even turned on the Detroit Lions and (laughs) suffered through a little bit of that. Took a nice nap in the evening. I had a couple of IPAs and, hate to admit it, but a glass or two of wine. In short, with the exception of sugar, which which I did not eat a lot of because I'm really sort of anti-sugar lately, it was really a typical Thanksgiving. In short, it was actually a feast. It was awesome. It was just like the old days, except I didn't have multiple plates. That is one difference. I only had one full plate. So I did not overeat in that sense. I ate just like a regular person for once. People, I think that's the key thing to to think about with fasting. And I remind you yet again that fasting is not the same as starvation. Those are not coterminous words, right? 
Starvation is the involuntary cessation of eating to the point of malnutrition. Fasting is the conscious voluntary decision to change the timing of when you eat while focusing on nutrition and wellness. They're totally different concepts. There's no connection between the two. What fasting does is that, and any, you know, and if any of you start fasting and you decide you don't want to do it, that's fine. Break your fast. Cheat. Not a big deal, right? Um, you don't have to do it. And if, and if you feel that like you don't feel good and you don't experience the health benefits after doing it, well, then go back to eating six meals a day and spiking your insulin. That's fine. Um, but, but basically what fasting does is it just puts your life back in balance, you know, and this is sort of obvious, but do any of you sleep all day? Like if any of you slept all day, like that would not be a good thing. There are certain times when you sleep and there are certain times when you eat. And in fact, human beings over millennia have actually developed these sort of rhythms, like the rhythm of a sine curve. There are these energy peaks and there's these energy valleys and you get these rhythms that start to develop and then you develop your religious traditions. In fact, nearly all religious traditions have fasting periods, but they also have feasting periods. So for example, I'm reading an outstanding book on the fasting. It's basically called the Fasting Handbook um, by Dr. Jason Fung. And basically what he says is, is he addresses this really head on. And I just want to read it to you because it's, it's remarkably pragmatic. Because I think a lot of you are still thinking, oh man, you're just like drinking this Kool-Aid of this thing. And, you know, you're just a recent convert and you're going to, six months from now, get to totally change your mind. Well, this actually, I think, the reason why I trust it is that I think it really does reflect the history of humanity. Here's what, it, here's what Dr. Fung says. He says, Celebrations with family and friends are integral to life, well-lived. Every once in a while, we need to remind ourselves that life is sweet and we are lucky to be alive. And throughout human history, we've done this through feasting. The very act of eating is a celebration of life. And when we celebrate important events, we do so with a feast. And any diet that does not acknowledge this fact is doomed to failure. We eat cake on our birthday. We have feasts on holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. We're prepared, we prepare wedding banquets. We go to nice re- restaurants on our anniversary. We don't celebrate with birthday salad. We don't eat wedding meal replacement bars. We don't gorge on green shakes and Thanksgiving. Like everything in life, weight gain is not constant, it's intermittent. Certain periods of life are associated with increased weight gain, and this includes adolescence, when weight gain is part of normal development and pregnancy, when weight gain is normal and necessary. So this is just a remarkably uh, pragmatic view of fasting. And you know, there are these incredible festivals like Mardi Gras, you know, where you have Fat Tuesday and you eat a lot of rich fatty foods and you maybe have a little bit of alcohol, but then you balance that with a period of sacrifice and fasting for the Lenten season. And a lot of other religious traditions have this as well. And so what I'm telling you is is really obvious, but I think like a lot of good ideas, a lot of the best ideas are ones in which you're reminded of what you already know. So fasting is not something new. 
It's really just adopting the common sense that your grandpa and grandma knew. And so my first Thanksgiving post uh, intermittent fasting was great. And after I did my, I didn't even really change my fasting schedule. I just didn't eat breakfast that morning, had a nice healthy appetite. Then I went back to my 16 hours off of eating and eight hours on. And many of you may be thinking, oh my God, was this sort of like major gorge fest? Like, okay, well, I've been, I've been torturing myself with, with, with struggling through intermittent fasting. So then all of a sudden when I gave my permission, self-permission to eat a little bit more, did I just gorge myself? No. And this is another remarkable thing about fasting is that, and you all again know this from your experience, hunger is the biological response to what your body needs, right? And so it is a real process that's hormonal. You know, you remember from your psychology 101 when you, you know, the Pavlov effect, that if you smell really good meat, it stimulates hunger within you. Well, before you smelled the meat, were you hungry? Not necessarily. You were stimulated by your sense of smell. Or if you'd watch Anthony Bourdain and he was going on one of his wonderful adventures and you saw this really good food, it would make you hungry. Or if you have some alcohol, why do people put on weight and why did I put on weight when I was drinking too much wine, is that it's an appetite stimulant. Fortunately, I've never been a big pot smoker, Um, not that I would know, but as I understand it, that pot stimulates appetite. And so if, you know, and and that be healthy for some people that have appetite issues and need to put on weight. So there are these aspects of hunger which are purely psychological. And the magic, I think, of fasting, and this is why it has been around for so long, is that it really tunes up your hunger. So when you start fasting, why do you start eating healthy foods? Because you start linking your actual physical hunger with the need to eat. And so if you've been fasting, trust me, you do not want to break your fast with potato chips and crap and sugar. No, you want to break your fast with a good healthy piece of chicken or some kale or some sweet potatoes, nutrient-rich food, um, superfoods, because you want to make sure that your body is fed because you're not giving yourself nutrients throughout the day. And that was consistent with my Thanksgiving experience. I ate, but once you start connecting your hunger and you're becoming mindful about the food that you eat, it really is like magic. It wasn't this iron will that I had, that I didn't have three plates of food. I only had one full plate. It wasn't just parsley and you know a piece of celery. It was a full Thanksgiving. One thing I did do, and one little tip, is that I did tell Mara and Nora that... Um, that I was only going to have one plate. So I did try to cheat and have a little bit more, and they reminded that that I was going to only have one plate. So that's a little way to build in uh, a little bit of discipline is to communicate, if they're willing to, don't don't be annoying about it, but communicate that you're just going to do one plate, and they can sort of gently remind you that, hey, you said you were going to have one plate. Oh, yeah, you're right. So I did, and then I ended up putting away that for leftovers. And so, friends... Here is the result of after Thanksgiving, how much I weighed before and how much I weighed after. So I weighed about 247 pounds the moment before I ate. 
And then over the course of that weekend, I did put on probably about eight pounds um, just for that Thanksgiving day, which was, you know, I had some alcohol and didn't eat a little bit. And then over the course of the next four days, just eating my regular diet, I'm back now to 247. So I didn't gain weight. I didn't lose weight. I had a much better Thanksgiving because I felt really healthy because I wasn't catatonically overfed. I had a lot of energy to go out on a walk and soak up nature. So as with a lot of aspects of intermittent fasting, it was not a subtraction. In fact, it was actually an addition. I had a richer experience. So I'm hoping that through these podcasts, I'll get you to start thinking about whether you want to do it or not. And if you decide not to do it, that's fine. Um, if you do decide to do it, though, I'd love you to reach out to me at rockneycast at gmail.com and share with me your experience. And in particular, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to start sharing my actual, you know, readings. Um, you know, obviously, I'm only a, an empirical example of one. Um, but given the fact that I am myself, I can share what other information I want about myself with you. So at least you can learn from what I'm experiencing. I've experienced very good things in terms of blood pressure and these sorts of things. To the extent that you feel comfortable with it, that we can share and we can build a community together uh, of people that are into intermittent fasting. I, I, that's one of the things I think I really want to do with these podcasts is to get people thinking about that. Because to me, it really is that good so far. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor that, and I encourage you to continue to all be skeptics in you know, adherence of Karl Popper to, to, to keep out and looking to, for any contradiction of things that I've talked about because I think that gives us a more accurate decision-making. But so far, the first Thanksgiving post-intermittent fasting was awesome. Thank you so much for tuning into this Rockneycast. Until the next time on the Rockneycast.